What up, what up? It's another week of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. We had the Elimination Chamber in the WWE pay-per-view this past Sunday, plus some uh, uh, eliminations in the recent AEW Women's Tournament bracket, and a big announcement at the end of last week's AEW Dynamite that we'll get to. But before we get into all that business, let's introduce the boys real quick. Over in Glendale, someone who always keeps it regal, my good friend Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Grabby? Bro. <laughs> oh yeah. Topical. Oh, we got yeah, we gotta get into a little uh Matthew Riddle news coming up. Finally, the NXT darling getting his big push in the WWE. <laughs> but before we get to that. Let's go over to Bayview, talk to my guy, someone who keeps it freshly squeezed, Mr. Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. <laughs> yes, sir. I love it. All right, let's stay down in Bayview. Talk to my guy. Oh, my God, it's Charlie Michael. Bang! Bang, bang! Nice. Little Cactus Jack oh. never hurt anybody on a Monday night. He hurt lots of people on Monday night. Yeah, I was going to say. Hurt himself on Monday Yeah, I actually hurt himself more than anybody. How is he moving around? I haven't seen him on TV in a in a while. He, yeah, I mean he he gets around. I think he's well, in rough. I guess he trotted shit. out there. He trotted out there for Undertaker's retirement. That was probably yeah. the last time I saw him, and he was kind of he was getting around still okay. He's doing pretty good. I just got something on a, my Facebook feed, and he's like doing like credit advertisements for credit repair. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Yeah, next time I see it, I'll share it to you guys. But yeah, I was like, "Is this a serious?" And it was like a serious advertisement for some company for credit repair. It's funny. It is for, really funny. He's kind of you know he's a legend, obviously more than most, but. Uh, you look at some of the prices of people on, on, on cameo and like, you know, they're getting higher and higher and higher. He's like, like 99 or he must just, I mean, he could probably command more, but he's always kept it at that. Like, I don't know. I just, he seems like he's so accessible with fans. That's probably why he's doing that. $99. That's incredible. That's less than Greg, the hammer Valentine. Who's gone up. Yeah. Right. By $1. He's like one fifty now or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Greg, he's really, uh, well, you know, he's doing such a great job, and he's got that five-star review rating, I I mean, I guess. And that's but a The fact. funny thing about Mick, Mick Foley, though, too, every interview that I heard about him, he was, like, one of the cheapest guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Ever. Oh, yeah. And he would drive around with, like, the popcorn that was going to get thrown in the dumpster, and he would eat it for dinner when he would drive to the next uh, location or territory. And that would be his, he would just eat like uh, a hefty bag worth of popcorn. That's amazing. 
It's wow. like Nikolai Volkov going way back. I guess he uh he'd do his own cooking like in his in his hotels when he traveled and it like like he brought this little heat this little cooking unit with him and I guess he was super frugal. But then, you know, you figure guys like that probably probably made a good go of it then. Like he probably, you know, he probably lived pretty decently. Darby Ellens talked about oh, yeah. something similar to that where he used to cook on a George Foreman grill in the bathroom at a gym. Like he would get a gym membership and live out of his car and then just cook whatever food he could get on this George Foreman grill that he had. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I think that was a little different situation, but similar idea, very low cost of living. From the size of him, he wasn't doing much cooking. Yeah. That's yeah, true. Well, he lived out of his car, so he didn't eat a whole lot. So he's used to it. I think those guys, they're just used to like living, like not asking for a lot of money because they didn't need a lot of money to live. So I like those kinds of people. Yeah, for sure. And Mick Mick Foley was not the only guy on the road. WWE is on the road to WrestleMania, and they stopped at the most painful stop on the road to WrestleMania, the Elimination Chamber. And I hear nobody walks out of the Elimination Chamber the same. Oh, my God. They say that that every year, and every guy who shows up the next day on Raw and is just fine. Uh, Hardy Hardy, and Sheamus are in the ring right now wrestling. Yeah. Do they look the same? They look exactly the same. Huh? So they're wrestling. <laughs> so they're both wrestling each other the day after. After, and yep. Yeah. So basically, what I think it should be is, if you go into the elimination chamber, you never really leave the elimination chamber. Yeah. Or at least, at least come out like just with some kind of modification on your face where you don't look the same. Otherwise, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it changes to you once you wrestle this match. It's the most <laughs> painful. This is uh, conceived by Eric Bischoff, correct? Yeah, it's he was in debated, but he but that is the prevailing thing, yeah. I believe interesting. Bishop. Yeah, and it's 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 interesting they still keep it. And I love how they still explain the rules to people. Like yeah. at the beginning, it's like if you can't pick up on patterns on how things work, I mean sure. But yeah, you could probably you know, figure out the rules by just watching it. <laughs> well, and if this is your first elimination chamber. I mean, you can kind of learn as you go, but chances are you probably watched a couple other oh ones. God, but I, I always love how they throw down the rules just to make sure, yeah. you know, I kinda, it has some. I kind of envy the, per- the people that that was their first elimination chamber viewing because it's just <laughs> it's such a you know like I remember the first uh, couple times I saw it many years ago. I'm like, this is really cool, but now when you see two, three a year, it's just like not special yeah. at all. Yeah, that that's definitely a theme I think and a problem with WWE is. there's nothing really special about any of the gimmick matches just because you know, when you're getting them now, you have the hell in a cell pay-per-view, the TLC pay-per-view, and you know exactly the kind of matches you're going to see. It's not like there's the, Oh my God, we're going to see a first blood match. Now, granted, that's a little exceptional. There is no first blood pay-per-view yet. So maybe they'll stick around for that one, but yeah, elimination chamber a few years ago, I saw it for the first time. I'm glad they described the rules, but now I just kind of laugh, like, okay, yeah, can we just get to the match, please? I mean, there's new fans coming every year. You know, the, the ratings are dropping. Heavily, oh, it's true. So. <laughs> oh, totally. Those numbers are going up so fast. Yeah, they're dropping weekly, so they got to keep advertising what's telling the rules. Very like, true. I, after I, I after the it. wife goes to bed, once they're watching Peacock, the dudes are going to switch over, and they're going to want to know what this elimination chamber is all about. So, Yeah. Oh, oh, and they did confirm that WrestleMania will be exclusively on Peacock. So 
mark your calendars, folks, to switch over if you want to view Did that. They, I know I will have, have to. Have they ever said what they're doing for WrestleMania? Is it going to be in a, with a crowd or no? It is going to be with a crowd, from what I've heard. The, I've some estimates as far as attendance are like up to twenty four thousand people. I think they're doing it at um, I don't know if it's Raymond James Stadium. I Which think that might be where it would be held. Yeah, yeah. So, so as far as I've heard, there will be fans. They haven't confirmed whether or not it's going to be a two night event yet. Although a lot of speculation sounds like it will be another two night WrestleMania. That's one of the best things they could do. I think last year, I mean, obviously they had to do it, did something different, but that God, there is such a thing as too much. In it's the seven hours or whatever is like absurd. Like they, they yeah. two nights is a brilliant idea. They keep going. I remember watching, right. uh, I think it was WrestleMania 33. I want to say at a friend's house and Becky and I were there. Um, we kind of had known it was going to be anywhere between three and a half and four hours. And I remember about five and a half hours into the show, Triple H being out talking to the crowd and everybody at the party was just starting to run out of steam and just yeah. look at each other like, how much longer is this going to go on? So, And people in the stadium, imagine, I mean, like you, you could, you, the crowd just dies like by the time the main event comes along because they're just exhausted. Well, the one in New York, I guess, was like, a literal nightmare yeah it was like a huge oh, yeah. attended wrestlemania it didn't get done until like 1 30 so all the subways like stopped running from mm -hmm. there and there was like a ninety thousand people there it was freezing cold probably like 20 degrees or something like that yeah that was awful. a disaster yeah i can't even imagine bringing your kid to that and being like hey having fun Hey, it works. Not that WWE likes to do anything that other companies do, but like I think there's the precedent of like splitting it up over a couple of days and maximizing the interest. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they did it last year. Granted, they yeah. I think they forced their hand with the pandemic having just started. Yeah, um, they stole it from New Japan. Stole another gimmick stolen from. New Speaking of concentrated shows, yeah, that's what the WWE did with the Elimination Chamber this past Sunday. The first uh, Elimination Chamber match, I didn't get a chance to look at because I was late to the game, but uh, Matt, Steve, Charlie, did you catch it? I did. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a good opening match. Um, I mean, we just kind of touched on it a few minutes ago, but I feel like the novelty of the Elimination Chamber's kind of worn off over the last few years. Um, at least it has for me just watching WWE now for quite a while. But I think in terms of, you know, Elimination Chamber matches, this was a really well-booked match, I think. There was a lot of good, everybody got a good moment in it, um, including Cesaro, which oh, was kind of cool time. to watch. Um, okay. Jay Uso was sort of that guy who runs around spoiling everyone's fun. Like, you, you just start to get on board with Cesaro, he's on a roll, and out of nowhere, Jay Uso just spikes him, pins him, eliminates him, and you just you just feel this sense of just crushed, like, aw, emotion. Um, which happened all the way through the match until we got to the very end, we see Daniel Bryan win the match, um, which guaranteed him a title shot against Roman Reigns later in the night. Only we found out moments later that the title match was going to happen immediately after the chamber. Yeah. Match. Um, so it, in short, so it was a two minute match. There was a moment of hope in the very beginning. Um, Daniel Bryan gets Roman Reigns in the yes lock right out of the gate and you knew Roman Reigns was going to win, but there was a moment where it felt like he might not win, which I, th I think they've done a really good job with. Like at the Rumble, he had a match where you thought he might lose. Um, and there was a moment 
in this match as well, where it felt that way. So I think in terms of booking, they've been doing an okay job, but there, it, ultimately it still left me kind of disappointed in general. I think, you, uh, you know, you go back and rewatch the match as a whole. I think it was good, but just in terms of the outcome. Yeah. I, I wasn't a huge fan. And it being WWE, I just, I, I don't have any hope that it's going anywhere. Like, you know, Daniel Bryan had the heroic moment. He won the elimination chamber and then he gets squashed or you know he 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 got the yes lock but then it's like what it was like a minute and a half two minute match like you said yeah but we're you know like it would be interesting if like that you knew that story was going to continue but really it's not because it looks like edge is now going to challenge uh roman reigns so what was the what did daniel bryan get out of it he had his moment but then it just was splat like a like a fly and i just that could have been an interesting story going into WrestleMania, but it seems like it's not, there's no way it can continue. Yeah. I I was thinking the same thing. I mean, there's already rumors circulating that we're going to see Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at Fastlane in like a sort of a rematch. And I think that would be kind of cool to see, but at the same time, you know, what if, okay, so let's say Daniel Bryan wins at Fastlane, which why on earth would they do something like that? That means we would get what Daniel Bryan versus edge at WrestleMania, which don't get me wrong. Could be a really cool match, but I think knowing Vince, just knowing WWE and how they tend to book Roman Reigns has got to be in the main event of WrestleMania. It's just, Oh yeah. It's, that's, I, it's a given. He's going to be in the main event. It's a, uh, only thing question is uh, will edge win that match or not. That's what I wonder. But yeah, it's that, that's a done deal. It was a waste of time. But have is even done deal waste of time even having that match yeah yeah and and um yeah you know edge just on paper edge bryant would be something fresh and interesting you're you know like yeah but but that would just handcuff or or, or, or handicap the whole edge story because he is the ultimate baby face right now and against the the despicable roman reigns you know everybody's going to be behind him but who do you cheer for an edge brian i mean it's almost like the crowd wouldn't know what to do because they're both equally beloved so right. yeah but yeah that would be a swerve and i know they like swerves but i don't, I don't think i think it's got it you know it has to be rains yeah we will have to see what happens maybe something's happening at uh uh raw tonight but uh we'll we'll know maybe when charlie's corner maybe later tonight yeah we'll never we'll know see, we'll see what happens <laughs> speaking of beloved NXT's darling stoner, Matt Riddle, finally gets the strap put on him in a three-way match against uh, John Morrison and Bobby Lashley. It's good to see an NXT prospect rising to glory and getting a a title shot and getting the title off of it. Well, I mean, you know John Morrison was never going to win this title. And Bobby Lashley gets, you know, buried more than anybody, so good for Matt. Not really. He's he's had no, the title for a while. They've been building him up, keeping him strong. The rumor is, yeah, that he's going to be yeah taking but, on. Well, I don't know what he's how he's going to do it, but he's oh, gonna, you know, you know, well, at some point great. he's going to be wrestling. Um, Drew. I think he's wrestling yeah. Miz tonight. I haven't really caught much, but I heard something about Miz and him. He owes Miz a title shot. Miz owes him a title shot since he. Help them get the title or some yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The actually I like that, that. Brings up, 
That brings up a really good point. Um, so on the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, there was a backstage moment between matches. Yeah. And I think this was later on in the show. This might have been after the U.S. title match, but which we'll circle back to in, here in a second. But but there was a moment where we saw The Miz talking to MVP and the Money in the Bank briefcase sitting in the foreground. And I honestly didn't think anything of it. I thought it was just filler material between matches. But we would come to find out later on in the show how that all kind of fit together, but we'll get to that. Um, getting back to the U S title match. I think in general, this was a pretty decent match. Bobby Lashley's really gotten better. Uh, mm -hmm. I think, I think yeah. he was always a pretty good wrestler. I think he's just more aggressive. They're booking him how they should be booking him. And it's really showing. Um, I think this match was great. Like just the way it was booked in every aspect. Bobby Lashley was not the guy who took the pin. It was John Morrison who got pinned. So Matt Riddle wins the belt, which is great for any NXT or Matt Riddle fans. Um, Bobby Lashley does not get pinned. So that protects Bobby Lashley kind of like as this unconquerable monster of a U.S. champion, which sounds ridiculous when I say it out loud, but that's ultimately, I think, where they're headed with him. So it, this match served a couple different purposes and it frees Bobby Lashley up to either... Uh, get a rematch with Matt Riddle for the U.S. title or to move on to the main event picture, which later on in the show we see, I think is kind of where they're starting to head. Yeah. Yeah, he's moved on. I just, they had a preview and they showed Lashley in the back, like warming up. So I'm sure it's the main event tonight. So we'll see what happens with it. I have a feeling I'll, I'll do some fantasy booking on the fly really quick. I have a feeling that Miz might drop it tonight with the interference from um, or Miz will drop it with interference from what's the big guy's name? The what? champ? McIntyre. McIntyre. Yeah, well, Drew, yeah, I don't know why I screwed his name up. Interference interference from Drew to set up the Bobby Lashley and um, McIntyre. Uh, Drew, yep. Man, yeah. so mm -hmm. That's what I say. If, if I was booking it, but who knows? Maybe they'll drag it out longer, but but I'm pretty, we're pretty sure that the main event's going to be Drew and Lashley. It can't sense. be Miz. Yeah. Yeah. No, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre makes sense. Take the two biggest guys in WWE physically and put them in a match against each yeah, other. Yeah, totally. WrestleMania two match. dudes that can wrestle good, well. So, right. I mean, that's, you know it'll be a really good match. Yeah, they, sure. look, they look, they look, both looked really, I thought they looked, both looked really huge in that when he was jumping him at the end. I'm like, damn, he's a big boy. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Bobby Lashley looks like a cement statue. How sculpted that guy. Yeah, he you know, he's really like, is. He's like 40-something, too. He's in his mid-40s. Yeah, I, yeah I was going to say, I think he's like 40. I was going to say 43, but I, yeah, I think he's mid-40s. Yeah, he's, he's one of the biggest guys I've ever seen. He's 44. Okay. Yeah, and he doesn't. I mean, honestly, he doesn't look different. Like sort of like Goldberg up until a couple years ago. Years like ago. It, oh, yeah. yeah, like Lashley does not look much different than when he debuted. Yeah, so we got to see Bobby Lashley at the end of the Elimination Chamber. We cut at the final match of the evening. Um, it was a. It was basically Drew McIntyre with a bunch of guys you don't really want to see, with the, maybe an exception uh -huh. to Kofi Kingston. Sheamus was in there. Uh, Randy Orton was in there, Jeff Hardy, who just, you know, just stop beating your body up. I, I really don't like seeing Jeff Hardy in these matches anymore, just of what he's been through in his entire career and what he's willing to still do. It's kind of like, I really think they need to stop sending him to the well for these big spots. 
like Foley at the end of his career, man. They want to see him take any more bumps. Yeah. It just I gets agree. hard to watch. It, it hurt. It hurt Big me. Time. Mike, you mentioned the, the people in this match being people you don't really care about, and you couldn't have hit it more on the head. I <laughs> was watching this pay-per-view, and Becky, who is my significant other, who we've referenced quite a bit on this podcast, she and was so in there actually watching it with me. And when they showed who was in the second Elimination Chamber match, her immediate response was, man, these guys all suck. And Why? keep in mind, <laughs> yeah. she's a casual viewer who – knows who the wrestlers are. She kind of has a rough idea. I mean, she's not as involved as we are with the behind the scenes politics and who's really a good wrestler, you know, in and out of the ring, things like that. But even she can see right through, you know, the booking and everything that went into this match. I think the first elimination chamber match of the night by far was a lot better in terms of the booking, the people involved. It was a lot more interesting. Ultimately though, both matches, like, okay, that's great. I don't care who wins it, because I don't really have an emotional investment in either of these matches. So, yeah. so when the second chamber match of the night, there was, I don't even know, like none of the moves or spots really stick out in my memory. We saw Kofi Kingston do a move off one of the top, one of the pods where he dove onto a group of people. But I think at this weak. point that's become such a common spot yeah. in the nation chamber that you don't really think anything of it. Um, so we see everybody go through the motions, go through the match. Ultimately drew McIntyre ends up winning the match, which was kind of cool to see. Um, I think he was the right guy to win in the moment. Um, but unfortunately that was not the end of the pay-per-view, which Mike, I don't know if you want to fill our listeners in on what happened immediately after the match. We saw almost like a, a double swerve, I guess you could call it. Right. As Matt mentioned a little earlier, there was a conversation between uh, MVP and Miz with no uh, announcer commentary about it. They just kind of segued into an ad. And uh, I thought that was dumb. But as uh, we come to find after the at the conclusion of the match, Bobby Lashley, as big as we saw him, made uh, Drew McIntyre look small, basically beat the piss out of the guy in the middle of the ring gave him the business. Um, as the cage is rising, the Miz comes out and cashes in the money of the bank. Um, brilliant move by the Miz. Maybe MVP has lured him in some kind of alternative deal. But if there was a time to cash in the money in the bank, this was the time. And uh, it was successful. The Miz, uh, hit a couple moves, two finishers, and one, two, three. The Miz is the new WWE champion. And the probably the funniest thing is seeing the people in the background on the big screens with their faces close to their screen, oh. like going like this, like, oh my God, I can't believe the Miz did it. Like, who can I just can't wait till they can take it off them as soon as possible. Yeah, this match was not awesome, as the Miz might try and convince you to think it was. Um, oh. Just the spot in general. I, you know, I, I mentioned a few minutes ago, the two chamber matches both kind of left a sour taste in my mouth just based on the ending of the match. And I think the ending to this pay-per-view was like the big turd on top of the little turds that came out first. Yeah, it's one thing to make like Miz. I don't know. You know, they could have booked Miz over the last however long in a way where he was like the smarmy heel that... that um was kind of waiting for his moment. But no, they booked Miz as just like this like lame joke like for the last 
how long like him and Morrison didn't their whole bit is just not funny it's not interesting and to go from that week after week them just being a bad punchline to him being champ it it doesn't other than the shock value it doesn't work it's not like Miz was booked in some compelling smarmy way that like he could have pulled this off it's just I don't know I don't know it yeah it's lame the whole thing's been lame he didn't even win the money in the bank to begin with I heard somewhere, I I guess The Miz has been in WWE now for 14 years. Yeah. In that time, he has not changed characters, evolved. His style is still exactly the same. It's uh, it's just, it's so frustrating to watch too, because it's almost like he was the safe choice in this moment before WrestleMania. And, you know, you hear some criticism of Vince and sometimes he does come through like we had Kofi Mania a couple of years ago, which was one of the best stories I think that has been told leading up to WrestleMania in recent memory. But then you have moments like this where they put the belt on the Miz. And it's funny, I was listening to Dave Meltzer earlier today and he was talking about immediately the first thing he came out with was, oh, he's definitely a transitional champion. The question I'm asking is, what are they going to do next? And who, you know, how quickly is it going to happen? Um, so you even get guys like Dave Meltzer, who historically, I feel like tries to reason whatever WWE might be planning at the moment. Um, but even he right away is coming out saying, all right, yeah, what's, what's the next move? Because we know this isn't the WrestleMania main event. No, Miz cannot, Miz cannot main event WrestleMania at this point. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like the Miz is kind of like the palate cleanser for what they do want to serve up right now, just kind of wipe it out and um, build something within maybe a month and a half that might be significant and entertaining, hopefully, if they try. Um, But yeah, overall, this Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, I never really look forward to it, nor would I ever, unless I'm gambling at the Drunk Uncle or something like that, which they used to do, but, you know, COVID put a kibosh on that for me. But, um, yeah, I really don't have any vested emotion or energy into any of the participants anymore. So, overall, for me personally, it wasn't a great pay-per-view. And it sounds like the consensus between you guys, same thing. We're going to look forward to Fastlane to see if anything builds to WrestleMania, but Elimination Chamber, I'd probably put it at a... What, a C minus? Is that too yes. generous? That's exactly what I was going to give it. Well, something that is becoming more significant is the AEW's women's tournament between uh, the Japanese and American side of uh, the bracket. They are filling out. I was watching a little bit tonight to see who would move on. Sadly to say, uh, between Nyla Rose and Ty Conti, uh, AEW did us a huge disservice by putting Nyla Rose over against Ty Conti. I did watch the match, and Ty Conti is tough. She took some power bombs, some Pearl River plunges on the ply board and in the middle of the ring, and that girl, as small as she is, going up against somebody as beefy as Nyla Rose. Yes, I will say beefy. Uh, wow. She got the punishment laid on her and she still had a smile on her face at the end of it. I just wish she was moving on uh, because it would set up uh, Ty Conti versus Dr. Britt Baker. Um, But of course we'll see. I'm sorry. It actually would have made more sense. I mean, you have a good face versus heel then. Now we got heel. Right, right. 
Well, and, but Dr. Britt Baker was supposed to wrestle Anna Jay in her bracket, um, but Anna Jay had to drop out because of an injury. Steve, do you have any uh, news on what it actually um, was? Or it was a shoulder injury, I believe. It, like done during training. It wasn't like during a match or anything. But yeah, it's just a bad luck. She uh, she's going to be out six to twelve months, and um, you know, I this popped in my head. It's probably not what they were planning, but. Imagine if they were setting things up for take Ty Conti and Anna Jay, the two best friends, right? To wrestle like that really right. messed that up. And I wonder if that's possible. That's what they were gonna do. You could have like Take Conti, uh, Ty Conti get like your ass kicked by Nyla Rose, but Nyla Rose go too far and get disqualified or something. And you could have Thunder Rosa cost Britt Baker or something. But I just wonder how much that injury changed things. Or maybe it didn't change it at all. Maybe this was always going to be. It's just Nyla Rose, yeah. Britt Baker does not seem like where they were going because they're both like total heels. So I don't know. What, you know, Britt's probably going to win. So they set up Thunder Rosa, Britt. But yeah. Right. I agree. I, I think um, with Anna Jay being out injured, I, Steve, I like your idea of fantasy booking Ty Conti versus Anna Jay. I think that could have been a really cool dynamic. I think there might still be an opportunity for that. And I don't say that because I think about like Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano when that feud yeah. first began. We saw Tommaso Ciampa leave with an injury. And over that time, while he was recovering, we saw Johnny Gargano sort of build up to the main event scene as a baby face. And once he got to the point where he was title worthy, we see Tommaso Ciampa return at that same level, but as a heel. So yeah. I totally think AEW could maybe do something similar where over the next six to 12 months, we see Ty Conti sort of up her game a little bit. She's been posting a lot of videos on Instagram of her working out. Obviously she was in this match with Nyla Rose, took a heck of a beating. So I think she's working to get better. And over the next six to 12 months, I think that could definitely happen. And our, my only hope is Anna Jay comes back after that amount of time, turns on Ty Conti, and then we get that feud at a point where both of these people have kind of upped their game and gotten to a point where not only is the story good, the match itself is going to deliver. Well, I don't know if you guys remember, but when Ty Conti debuted, she kind of came out more or less face. And Anna Jay and the Dark Order were heels. And Anna Jay was trying to get her to cheat and kind of, you know, trying to win her over. And she was hesitated in joining the Dark Order. They were definitely going that route. But then the whole um, um, John Huber, like, passing and all that, like, made the Dark Order, like, baby faces. But what you just described, Anna Jay kind of turning on her, I, I, I feel like they were actually kind of headed that way. So maybe, you right. know, enough time passes with um, um, Brody Lee's passing and that, that um, maybe they'll kind of go that route. Because Anna Jay, though in a comic way, has sort of played this super edgy, like kind of, like, I don't know if you've seen these videos or stuff like where, you know, like the, the Dark Order is hamming it up and she always kind of plays like the angry one. And like, they had like this video, like I would think it was on, uh, what is that, Being the Elite or what is the show? Yeah where she's just walking and talking to Tay Conti and um, Stu Grayson, is that the, he's a member of the Dark Order, walks right. by and she like just uh, just throws him over a railing for no good reason and then acts like, oh, what's the big deal? And, you know, they kind of <laughs> do it in a comic way, but she's got, they're definitely making her with an edge that, you know, six to 12 months from now, they could have her just like go full on with. 
Yeah, that would be really cool. Also, a great match that we saw at AEW Dynamite this past week was Serena D versus Riho. Oh my goodness, yeah. That was such an amazing women's match on um, TNT this last Wednesday. If you get a chance somehow to go back and watch it, please do. Um, as much as I want to see Serena D versus Thunder Rosa again, I'm actually really excited to see Riho um, versus Thunder Rosa. Riho did beat Serena Deeb and will face Thunder Rosa this Wednesday. And I'm looking forward to it. Oh my God. That match was so good. And it just, it was, it was really enjoyable too, because while I, you know, if I had to put money down on it, I would thought Deeb was going to win, but you, you, you really didn't know for sure. And there was so much false finishes. It was just, it's really one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. And um, yeah, for yeah. smart, I think they'll play it like maybe Riho, um, still is a little banged up you know like i think her and thunder rosa will have a uh, great match but i would expect Ro thunder rosa to win but they can still have rio come out strong because she you know you know took a lot out of her but no that was oh so good big time yeah rio is tough for being as small as she is i don't know where she gets the power and uh she takes some big bumps yeah she's not afraid she seems like really innocent in there, but man, is she tough. I really enjoy watching wrestle the more and more that I see her. So again, AEW and their women's division shaping up and doing or shaping up to be very strong and doing tournaments like this, uh, going up against the Japanese wrestlers. Um, I think Aja Kong won tonight. Am I right? I think she got uh, beat. Aja Kong got beat. I think so. I, I think she took a leg drop on the apron. It looked pretty brutal. I may have gotten mixed up, but uh, yeah, Aja Khan would go up against Imi Sakura or Yuka Sakasaki. <laughs> you it's hard it. to keep them straight. Yeah. Yeah. Sakazaki won and um, Aja Khan lost to Ryo Mizunami. You're right. It'll be easier when it gets to the finals when you only have to remember one person who won. <laughs> That's right. Remembering one is always easier than remembering more than one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I should fill you guys in about Roku channel uh, with New Japan. Yes. I uh, group texted the boys uh, after, if you tuned in last week, we talked a little bit about how New Japan is on Roku channel. And I kind of got on a little tangent about Roku TVs and whatnot so after the show uh monday i jumped on uh roku channel and new japan does have its own little section on there and it is pretty nice it's got uh uh they take one match from a major pay pay-per-view of new japan and then they release another one week to week they put it in high definition so it's not like you're pirating it from something else or or paying uh, big bucks to see it the night of. It's very digestible. It's in high definition. It's with English commentary. And you get, and they kind of set up like the history in a really quick way before they cut to the match. Cool. And it's just great wrestling. It's a good new style of wrestling to watch. So I definitely look into it. If you need to get a Roku stick or you already have a Roku TV, and um, I would jump on there and just give it a shot and see where it goes. I think I'm eight episodes in. I've just nice. been kind of enjoying coffee in the morning. You. Yeah, I wake up in the morning. I, I make breakfast for Kristen and I. And then when she goes to teach, I kind of finish the rest of my coffee and watch one wrestling match to get my head right and move forward in the day. 
cool. And it's, it's been really, nice. It's really a good investment because yeah, I'm just I'm actually I've been looking and I just pulled it up on Amazon, but like um yeah, you can get a Roku stick for like if, if you don't care about like 4K or whatever, you can get their oh. Express one for like 24 bucks. And yeah. then mm -hmm. like for 30 bucks you could get 4K like full quality. So um one time fee to get a you know get a yeah. high quality wrestling program like that. That's well, seems like a no-brainer. And they release a new episode week to week. So I mean, New Japan's pay-per-views are you know kind of far between. Oh, so yeah. I think they'll re like eventually they'll get maybe caught up and maybe that's where you stream the major pay-per-views. I don't know. We'll see. But I don't know. It's it's on demand. You can watch it anytime, anywhere, on any device. And, you know, it's good to have in the background if you really don't want to get down into it. But, I mean, we just I just watched the um, John Moxley versus Lance Ar Archer match. Um, oh, yeah. The Naito, uh, when Naito won the double belts yeah, that was cool. versus Okada. I mean, it was really cool. Uh, and Jay, Jay White. So I'm, I'm learning more about New Japan wrestling in a really easy, digestible yep. way. Pretty cool. I definitely look Smart. into it. Yeah. A couple other matches I would check out, yeah, if they're available, uh, would be the match between Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega from, yeah, I want to say, 2018 when Jericho yeah. first came Hope, over. That It's not on there yet. Okay. But I figure they'll go back and do other big pay for use because right now they're right in Wrestle Kingdom 14 and they're like kind of going through it all. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Week to week. So, and then they'll double up like if the match is only 15 minutes, they'll throw another match on. But like when they did like the Okada versus Naito, it was like a 50 minute match. It was one episode. So yeah, definitely look into it fans. If you want a little bit more wrestling. That's awesome. And, I, um, I, we've talked about this a little bit on past episodes, but I had new, excuse me, a subscription to new Japan world a couple of years ago. And the struggle I always had was you could only, use it with a google chromecast and one of the right. things i really hoped for was ultimately that they would release some sort of an apple app or an apple tv app um right i don't know if that exists today i don't believe it does but it's good to hear that they are partnering with roku and starting to release this content through other channels versus just google chrome it's definitely a good start for sure i mean it's good timing with uh you know aew partnering and i mean man it's just Get your product yeah. out there and build, you know, in, in what, what you're doing. They're doing that for everybody right now. You don't have to go and invest. You can, like, get these little bite-sized learning about the wrestlers. It's just, it's such a nice way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sprinkle in, in, get them hooked. Yep. And then, yeah. you know, maybe I'll sign up for that. Yeah. Who knows? Charlie, did you, was something going on on uh, WWE Raw? We don't know yet, but it's now time for Charlie's Corner. Charlie, what's going on? Yeah, I don't, I don't really, actually, I really don't know. Because Lashley is wrestling Strowman, which I'm sure he'll win. Miz is at the announce desk with clothes on, so he's <laughs> definitely keeping the, he's definitely keeping the title for another. Week. I think, I thought I read that, like, they worked out some swerve. I don't know if Shane McMahon or something was involved, but the winner of Strowman Lashley yep. on Miz next week. Lashley, okay, yep, yeah. yep, says Raw next week, which is going to be a big ratings grab, Lashley versus The Miz, I'm sure that, I'm sure that'll get over two million, but you Lashley squashes him, oh yeah, well he's putting up, he's got that full Nelson thing he puts on, uh, 
Yeah. Dudes on Strowman after the match. Just so they're making him look strong. Good. Strowman's going nowhere. Yeah, I know. He just got back and he's doing nothing. Now Miz is coming in. Trying to trying to sneak attack. Yeah, he's winning that belt. I think Lash is going to win that belt. This is going to be should be a good setup for oh you know you know the sucky part of what they'll what they'll do though they'll give it to Lashley and then Drew wins it at Mania so Lashley keeps it what like a month yeah what's the purpose I mean other than setting up the match it's like yeah that's yeah then why not just yeah why not just have McIntyre keep it and then have go unstoppable to Wrestlemania and like give him a match you know one hell of a match I don't know yeah, it's, it's, horrible. it's horrible booking. This has been Charlie's Corner. What would LA Knight say about this? Oh, you, <laughs> you know, you know, I said it last week and I saw another one of his promos. Watch one of his promos again. He sounds like The Rock. Oh, totally. He does. He, you can tell he was a fan of The Rock because he, he has The Rock down, boy. Nice. He got The Rock down. Great. That's why I like him. He's great. Great promos, though. I was like, Michael, that's not Flair. That's The Rock. Perfect. I, yeah, I, got, well, a, that... I, I got a subject that we didn't bring up on the, um, the run sheet, as they say. <laughs> hey, what about the um, Adam Cole sort uh, 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 change of character here? You know, breaking up. Um, what's his little crew? Undisputed Era. Undisputed yeah, Era. Undisputed era. Yeah, yeah. So last last week. Um, yeah. I didn't see NXT, but I don't know if any of you guys did. But the, they furthered the story, didn't they? The yeah, yeah, I fast-forwarded to the end. <laughs> they did. There was actually, so there was actually uh, a bunch of fans that were really upset because supposedly after the show went off the air during a commercial, whatever yeah. it was, um, Kyle O'Reilly supposedly had a seizure. It was actually a work. Yeah. And it was completely off camera, which just seems like a really bad idea in general. Like a lot of people got really pissed off about it. Thankfully, WWE right away realized they kind of probably done like, you know, need to backpedal a little bit. So they actually, well, he's a diabetic. Too, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's diabetic one. Yeah. Did they so announce that? Uh, no, it's announce- no, but that's why people freaked out. I think. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So the announcers didn't be like, he's got diabetes. And no, blah, 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 blah. no, no, no. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah, so that made it even worse. They did, they did yeah, move exactly. the story forward a little bit. Um, but even moving the story forward a little bit, we still didn't really hear from Adam Cole. He did. Tweet, oh. um, I did see a tweet from Adam Cole earlier today, and I, I'm not sure when it was actually posted, but he did say that he's going to explain everything on this oh. week's episode of NXT. And okay. the why part of it isn't even the beginning. So, um, made it it'll sound kind of interesting. Kind of. It'll be good. It'll be yeah. good. Yeah, I, I'm really curious. I, I might genuinely like watch NXT just to find out what's going on with the storyline. That's what they're open think, for. Yep, I think it's that peacock. Yep. It's that peacock effect. He's earned this. He's earned the credibility as a character there. That it'll, I mean, it, I assume it's going to be well done and like it's going to be a good story. Yeah. Yeah, that'll make me at least be interested for sure because they didn't have me for a while, but after that super kick to Finn Balor. I'll tune in. I'll, I'll still watch. Up. I'll still watch Dynamite first, but I'll tune, I'll tune in. I'll tune in the yeah. NXT after. <laughs> I'll catch the highlights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because exactly. I don't think I could. Sit, I hate to say it. I don't think I could sit through the whole two oh, hours no. Of NXT. No, because I usually I it's watch a, the at the gym. I watch like the first twenty minutes because they 
don't have PBS at the gym, and it's like not that good of a show, dude. It's just like it's tough to watch now. Yeah, it's tough. It's okay. I should say it's it's not that good. It's it's a it's, if you get a lot of free time, watch it. But it's always one of those shows you fast forward to. It's like how Raw used to be. Right. You fast forward to the good parts. Like now, you don't even fast forward to your raw. You know, but NXT <laughs> there are no good parts. Yeah, they had some crappy girls match on, and it was, I was like, I can't believe they're putting this on TV. Just, just fast it's forward. Filler. It, yeah, it was just so bad, bad. <laughs> Do you this remember who was in it? Special extended was it, edition. Was yeah. it the one? With, was it? Was it Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke? And no, it was a. It was a women's tag team match. Um, Naomi. I I, I, no, it was it, no, it was an NXT match. Oh, oh, I'm NXT sorry. Match. I thought you, I thought you were talking about Raw. Yeah. No, Raw. You don't even, you don't even stop on it now. You just, you don't even fast forward to Raw. You just catch pizzas and everything. I, I read the results on ProWrestling.net in like five yeah. minutes. Save myself the three hours. I don't even do that because you're you're basically missing nothing unless there's. A title change. There's mm-hmm. nothing. There's nothing happening. On Which is show. probably maybe next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next week they'll probably get a good rating. But yeah, there's nothing on that show that you have to watch. Like if you took a month off of it and and no titles change, you wouldn't miss anything. To no, you miss. No. Uh, I think uh, Randy Orton like spit up some black stuff today. Tonight. Oh, I did read, he? I read that. Yeah. Okay. I know they're the fiend. They're talking about him and the fiend that um. Mania, I saw that uh, online. Sure, all you guys hmm. saw that. I heard, I heard another rumors on that topic um, that? that they might do another Firefly Funhouse match featuring oh. Randy Orton. Oh, I bet they do. I bet they do. Yeah, where he it sort of buries Randy Orton, kind of like how they buried John Cena. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like he kind of buries. He kind of. I'd be okay with that. Past. Yeah, I'm not. A Wouldn't be surprised. Orton. I wouldn't cry any tears over it. No, Orton can go away. <laughs> go away heat. He's gonna go away heat with me. I just yeah. The only good thing is a uh, Randy Orton loss. So other other big news on AEW Dynamite was uh, Sting finally got put through the map by Brian Cage. Yeah. And, um, and oh excuse me, Brian, Brian. Cage. <laughs> Did I say Did you Ryan? Say, you said Ryan. I thought. I could yeah, that's that. his brother. My catch line. His brother. I, <laughs> His brother and Taz's kid jumped him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Taz's kid, Luer and Hook. Yeah, yeah, Luer exactly. and Hook. Nice. <laughs> Bobber. Uh, Bobber. Yeah. Bobber. Yeah. yeah. Bobber and Hook. We call him Worm. <laughs> yeah. This is getting fishy. I got I had, I have to get names uh, wrong on this fish. at least once a oh, show. I love it. Piss off our yeah. listeners. I, for, yeah. I forget the name of wrestlers and their name of points. So, yeah. But, yeah. Brian Cage finally put Sting through the mat. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah, it did. And uh, I mean, it was about time uh, Sting got a little contact before they have their big uh, backlot brawl with Darby Allen versus Starks and Cage. Um, we'll see what happens with that more. Plus, we saw Shaq finally announcing his <laughs> in-ring debut with Jada um, Jade Cargill Cargill. or Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. Cargill. Yeah, and Jada Pinkins. Jada Pinkett Smith is going to be in there too. I know. I'm like, wait, what? What age are you watching? Oh my god, that's the bootleg one from Japan. It's, it's, yeah, it's on the Roku channel. Yep. 
But um, that so we're finally gonna see uh, the big Diesel get in there and see what he's got. They're gonna be versing Cody and Red Velvet coming up here. Uh, but probably the biggest announcement on AEW was Kenny Omega announcing that there's going to be an exploding barbed wire match at Revolution. Yeah. I cannot wait for this match. Oh yeah. Yeah, we've we've talked about this I think in the past. Like I'm a huge fan of hardcore matches. Oh, okay. I, the lights out match w- between John Moxley and Kenny Omega from Full Gear 2019 is probably my favorite AEW match of all time. I mean, you had a board, a piece of plywood covered in mouse traps and we saw Kenny Omega like land on it and just keep getting like clipped by these mouse traps. Like when else have you seen that? So these guys have a great uh, capacity for coming up with innovative ways to really hurt each other. I cannot wait to see this match. I, I've so full disclosure, I've never seen one of these barbed wire death matches before. I've heard about them. My understanding is there's videos of them from all Japan pro wrestling that you mm-hmm. can find on YouTube or just other places on the internet. Um, but they do get very bloody. The ropes are going to be replaced with barbed wire, from my understanding. I hope it's real, not gimmick. <laughs> I mean, it probably will be. Yeah. yeah like, hopefully. I don't, I don't know how else they could possibly do it, but I don't know. I've also never seen one of these matches before. So to me, this is a very new concept and I'm just really looking forward to it. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I totally agree. I, um, you know, I'm unlike you, I get, I've kind of gotten worn out or like burnt out of hardcore matches just because for that reason you see you know after a while you see the same things over and over and over again i i was in a tape trader back in the day so i've never seen an exploding ring barboyer match either so and you know aew with their production quality and everything and, and you know with their commitment to their craft that omega and moxley are going to do right by this and i think it's going to be entertaining as all hell like and, and yeah i think i think it's a money match for them for sure. Big time. I think between yeah, that definitely. match and the parking lot fight with Darby Allen and Sting, they've got yeah. big draws right there. Right. Um, the match with Shaq, Jade Cargill, Cody, and Red Velvet, my expectations aren't really that high for it. I don't think it's going to be anything outstanding. But if they manage to create something that's really entertaining and unexpected, I think you could call that a win. Yeah, it, those types of things aren't for the four of us. Those things are for getting attention from TNTs, NBA fans to for uh, ESPN. You know, like mainstream. And right. you know, like I listen to people like Bischoff on this podcast, and you can, you know, we all could laugh and roll our eyes when like Jay Leno wrestled and like Carl Malone and all that. And he said those things more than paid themselves off just on the attention they got. And I think oh, this wow. is that's the purpose it's like you know you know we know that we're not going to see a four-star match out of of Shaq or probably Jade at this point in her career Mm -hmm. but if it gets eyes on the product they're gonna it's gonna be a win before they even get in the ring it's good for the TNT network because Cody's got that talent show that he's on oh yeah and which I guess is doing pretty well yeah yeah I haven't watched it yet um I tried finding it on demand because there's some local like twin bikers from Wisconsin that walked off the show on there. They're like stunt bike guys or something like that. And they, apparently they got pissed and they're from Wisconsin. So that's what drew me. So, um, 
I tried finding it, but I didn't see it on demand yet. But yeah, it's precisely what you said with Leno and Carmelo uh, back in the day and stuff like that. It's just kind of good synergy. I mean, Cody, he it's like what he's doing like in AEW is propping up, you know, other things. He doesn't really, as long as he has the belt on him. I mean, they put the belt on him because, you know, he is what he is. But he, he does do some of the um, gimmicky matches and he's okay with it. Plus, he's going to be a new father. He can't be doing like these 30-foot moonsaults off of steel cages anymore on top of Wardlow. Uh, so, you know, the safer he is, I'm sure Brandy will be happy for that. Speaking of Wardlow, Mike, we haven't heard you talk about Wardlow recently. Is anything happening with him? You know, he was in there with the inner circle and maybe he's on a little bit of probation because remember when he had to exit AEW to go attend to a family emergency? Maybe it was a little deeper than that or something like that. They might have had something written for him and he had to leave. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's kind of uh, lost a little bit of his steam, but I hope he gets it back with um, maybe Sammy Guevara not being there anymore. Maybe he plays a bigger role of some sort. So we'll just have to wait and see. I'm still on the Wardlow train. He hasn't done anything to ruin it for me. But I would like to see him with a little bit more action and a little bit more story. Agreed. Yeah, the Wardlow's day is coming. Yeah. 2022. Yeah, his, his trajectory is higher than Keith Lee's. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of which. He'll get a major title before Keith Lee comes Oh, definitely. No yeah. question. Well, you, you guys heard that Keith Lee has been pulled from WWE television, right? I heard, but I didn't hear why. I my understanding is Vince is really unhappy with his promo damn. capability. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, oh, ultimately, like the funny part is, and and I've heard a couple other podcasts talk about this. They're really unhappy with his promos. It's like, well, who writes the promos? Exactly, right? they're all scripted. Yeah. Like they're yeah. reading. Right. So if he's reading and or coming out with these really strange expressions. I highly doubt it's him coming out with them off the top of his head, just knowing how WWE overscripts all their talent anyway. Yes. So if the promos aren't working, you know, give them less to say, make it a little more direct and simple and see how it goes. They pulled know. them already. That's I, the know, rumor. I know they pulled them out of the pay-per-view. I didn't know he got pulled. He's getting out. I, haven't, I mean, I haven't heard much about him tonight. So just look at this scrap heap of talent Dude, that's sitting there. Freaking Keith build a Lee, company with all Alistair Black. Here. It's like, yeah, you know, when Alistair Black was running strong in NXT, I used to. And he was one. He, he's still one of my favorites, and I yeah. just kept thinking to myself, there is no way they can screw him up. He's like the next big thing. I thought that. And they fucking too. screwed it up. It's yeah. like Jesus. Like they don't even know what to do with this talent. Yeah, Alistair don't Black tell is, me he's a bad promo. He, I mean, everything he does is good. Mm-hmm. Alistair Black would barely talk, but when he did, it meant something. And yes. It made his character really great. And you could easily do something like that with Keith Lee or Alistair Black, for that matter, since we haven't seen him on TV in a long time. But yeah, <sighs> the, the main roster, the place the NXT talent goes to die. Well, when I didn't see Keith Lee in this year's Royal Rumble, like at all as... You know, when I saw some of the other entrants get over before Keith Lee, I knew I wasn't taking a hundred bucks off of Charlie anytime soon. But no, still no, confident. No soon. You know what? You know what? I how old is Keith Lee? Early thirties. Yeah, I think he's maybe mid. So you bro. know what I keep saying with some of this stuff, like if they just 
stay healthy, they'll they'll eventually outlive Vince, and there's a chance. That's true. That's a good good way to put it. <laughs> That's what I used to say about Velveteen Dream. But then he had to ruin oh, yeah. it himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he ruined it himself. But if he would have yep. kept his, if he would have kept on the straight and narrow, there's probably zero chance he wouldn't have had a good career down the road because he's in his what. 25 <laughs> yeah he's he's so young still actually you know you you bring up a good point velveteen dream even after everything came out was still on tv for a little while and i feel like he was taking a lot of losses a lot of big bumps almost like they were punishment booking him probably and then suddenly he just disappeared off tv and you know typically you hear when wwe releases someone they formally announce it but i haven't heard anything so do you guys know is he still with wwe I, I, I certainly didn't hear he got cut, so I think he's still with them. But maybe they're just riding it out now. Yeah. Are you gonna say? Maybe they're just say Charlie. I think he's still on the roster. He hasn't got dropped or anything. He's just probably not being used. He's, as they say, he's sitting in catering. Well, I mean, without him doing like the over-sexualized bit, like they he he's not the Velveteen Dream anymore. You would like literally have to rebrand the guy. And that takes time and that takes money and it takes air time away. So I, I would think that they're probably going to ride it out, wait till his contract expires and let him go. So if you'd like a little update as of a week ago, they asked Triple H about it. And he said, and I quote, there's nothing really to add with Velveteen Dream. We've gone over it a million times. Status update, he's still training. He had a bit, a little bit of a physical thing here for a bit. But still here, still with us, still PC, still training, still on the roster. Hmm. Whatever that means. <laughs> He's getting a check. That's all that matters to check. him, I guess. Yeah, they're Pretty probably much. just having him run out his contract. Because as, con- as controversial as what he did is, I don't doubt that if WWE let him go, some other promotion would pick him up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why they won't look, release him, yeah. Yeah. And it all depends on how much those stick. Cause I know Rich Swan, they fired because there was allegations and I don't know yep. if those allegations when they were, and he went on to be the TNA champion. So, uh, or impact yep. champion. So yeah, I mean, you can overcome those things. Oh yeah. Where do you think Velveteen dream would fit? Good ring of honor impact. I think he'd be good at uh, AEW to be honest. And he's so young. Yeah. His gimmicks new and different. I, I think he would be, he he he'd get well. I don't know. He'd get a good. I think he'd get. A, I, I think I think he'd get a good reaction if he came out. He became the AEW. If they quieted it down a little bit and like nothing else happened, I think they could reboot him. But yeah, I think yeah. I think other. I don't know. My gut feeling. I don't. What do I know? But AEW, I think, would shy away from him now because oh, okay. they don't want the bad press. But. Time heals all wounds, so maybe they would. But I, 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 yeah, if he could keep his nose clean, I think AEW could do a lot with him. Yeah, I, I was actually going to say AEW as well. I, I think his style and his gimmick fit AEW really well, mm-hmm. or at least it would. But at the same time, it, you know, with everything that happened and the fact that WWE sort of addressed it, well, they they addressed it by not addressing it. Like they didn't deny. Yeah. It. And, no. You know. Steve, kind of like that comment you read from Triple H a few minutes ago, he is still on the roster. He, they're they're just letting him train. They're not really saying anything about it. I think if they at least acknowledged it in some way, and you know maybe even gave him some sort of a 
a fine or something just to acknowledge it, just to punish him in, in some fashion and then, you know, still have him off TV for a while. I think that might at least be a start and then going and rebranding his character somehow and building him back up. I totally think it could be done. Now, how do you do that? I don't really know. I mean, he has such a unique character. It would really be a shame for it to change. I think at this point, but well, Riddle got allegations and he's still doing fine. <laughs> yeah, that, that one was really I interesting. Think, I, because I think he had documentation showing that he didn't do anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Because and I would, I would believe that just because he never really lost any time on television and now he's the United States champion. Yeah. Like yeah, his trajectory fine. has not changed. Right. So that didn't have any weight to it really. Uh, who knows? I mean, AEW did a little damage control for Sammy Guevara after he released those statements about yeah. Sasha Banks. So he's still with the company. So yeah, I guess I think time is only gonna tell what's gonna happen with the Velveteen Dream. Yeah, I think. I think to be uh, yeah. I was just gonna. You add, guys were saying I think he would fit really good in uh, AEW with the character, but mm-hmm. yeah, would he be too much of a liability for PR? I don't know. To be fair, I think with in regards to Sami Zayn, or Sami Zayn, Sami Guevara, wow. <laughs> um, I think AEW did a really good job with how they handled that, and it was notably different than how WWE has handled similar allegations because we saw Sami Guevara come out and publicly apologize to Sasha Banks, and she accepted it, and it was very clear, like, you know, he didn't necessarily mean anything really. He said stupid shit on social media. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like he admitted like it was stupid and she understood. And there was, it was very easy to see through it all and really get to the bottom of what he actually meant, which was, it was just a stupid comment he made out of turn. And then in addition to that, AEW took him off TV for a little bit, you know, and then we saw him Take come back month, yeah. and immediately it felt like it had washed over. But I think part yep. of that is because they addressed it immediately and just sort of owned up to it. Where with WWE, you know, we've had a lot of allegations come out, you know, with Austin Theory, Riddle, Velveteen Dream. There's a whole list. Um, NXT UK was right around the same time. Oh, they gutted a bunch of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And, but unfortunately, you know, beyond NXT UK, I don't think we've seen them really directly address anything. So, yeah. Yeah. True. I don't know. You get to a certain point and it's like, how do you rehab people based on that? Very true. Well, boys, time will tell. As we have mentioned before, we got a good week of wrestling coming up. We're going to pay attention to NXT, what Adam Cole is going to say on this coming Wednesday NXT. We have some big matches coming up on Dynamite, on TNT, with All Elite Wrestling. Uh, Boys, it's been a pleasure as always. Thanks for sitting in, and thank you all for listening to Keep the Kayfabe. Uh, follow us on Spotify and remember to like us and follow us on Instagram as well. So boys, I bid you all good night and uh, thanks a lot for coming out. Taking <laughs> <laughs> away the moments that make up the dull day.